Hey, hey, welcome everybody to Sunday night. This is fantastic to be with you. In fact, I have tonight, next Sunday, I'm going to do another prophecy update. So right now you're getting a prophecy update. It's called They Are Coming For You. And let me tell you, we have some unbelievable things to talk about this evening. Next Sunday night, I'm going to come up with another prophecy update. Two weeks from tonight, July 25, in-house is going to be my guest. Billy Crone, and it is going to be off the charts, so mark your calendar right now, Prophecy Update right now, another one coming from me next Sunday night, July 18, July 25, in-house with me is going to be Dr. Billy Crone, you are not going to want to miss any of these, uh, but with that being said, I say, let us get going. Uh, let's get all these things out there in the open, uh, I think that there's a lot that we need to know. Again, the title of this message for tonight is, They Are Coming For You. And I'm going to use Revelation chapter 6 with the four horsemen of the apocalypse to help paint a picture of what I believe is coming and why I believe it's already started. And we're seeing it in various parts of the world. And we are also experiencing it right here in America. One final thing, I want to give a shout, shout out to anybody who's watching through the various places in the world. I get emails and comments from people literally all over the world. And uh, thank you. I appreciate it, especially when your comments are nice. <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, let's get going. Revelation chapter 6, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And then I'm going to connect the dots. Now I saw... When the Lamb opened one of the seals, I heard one of the four living creatures saying, with a loud voice like thunder, come and see. And John writes, and I looked, and behold, a white horse, he who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. So the first horse is a white horse with a horseman on it. A second one, verse 3, he opened the second seal, this would be the Lord. And I heard the second living creature saying, come and see. And another horse, fiery red, went out. And it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth. And that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. The term for great there is mega. It means uh, it's a mega sword. It's mega. It's huge. It's enormous. So this is speaking of great war. Let's move on to the third horse. When the Lord opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. So I looked and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, three quarts of barley for a denarius. Do not harm the oil or the wine. We move on to the final. The fourth horse says this, When the Lord opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, come and see. So I looked and behold, a pale horse. And the, and the name of him who sat on it was death and Hades followed him. And power was given them over a fourth of the earth to kill with the sword, with hunger, with death, and with the beasts of the earth. Okay, I'm going to stop here. I want to talk about this for just a few minutes to help set up where we are going with this. Now, this is my, the way I look at the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I believe that what's happening with the four horse of the apocalypse, four horsemen, I believe is still in the future. Uh, I believe these are man-instituted events that take place. Granted, power was given to them to do all this destruction. That power is from God. 
Uh, God is restraining the evil from breaking loose. When the four horsemen of the apocalypse are the restrainer is taken away, guess what? These four horsemen are going to be on the scene and it is going to be really, really bad. Again, it says here that power was given to them. It is the Lord who has allowed this. The Lord stops restraining them. Okay, you can go for it. Now, I want you to think about that. I believe these are men that are bringing these things. When you see the other judgments, you have earthquakes, you have stars falling from the sky, you have, uh, you have the, the seas uh, just turning to blood, and you have all these different things, horrific things that are taking place uh, throughout the rest of the tribulation period. But here, it's interesting. So the first horseman is a rider on a white horse, and it's representing uh, peace through diplomacy. So this is people, men, or a man, some say it's the Antichrist, I don't know, uh, but it's a, a man or men that are going about the planet and they are doing everything they can through diplomacy to make it so everybody can just do a big group hug and get along. Hence the white horse, a bow was given to it with no arrow. So not with war does this peace diplomacy come about. So again, this is men. What do you have next? You have this great horse, it is red fiery red. It is speaking of great war that breaks out. What do we have? We have men, again, bringing in this war. Again, the four horsemen, they are different from the other judgments later in the tribulation period. So, But I look at this with the red horse, and then I think of the military-industrial complex here in the United States of America, and it seems to me that there are people that are in charge, they want war. There's money to made to be uh, made with war. You can lift up countries and bring down countries. And it's about control. It's about uh, domination. Uh, certainly China would like control. Russia would. So you see these, all, all these different scenarios uh, that are going on in the world right now. When you read the news, the threats that come from China, the threats that come from Russia, the threats of the United States of America militarily against other territories also. So it's really interesting. Nevertheless, the restrainer is going to be removed. And this great war, this massive war is going to break out. But again, what do you have? You have men given the authority for this peace through diplomacy, the, the fake peace, right? And then you have the great war that breaks out sometime after that. Then you enter in the black horse. With the black horse, you have an economic catastrophe that takes place. And in that, what do you have? It's a day's wage for a loaf of bread. Do not harm the oil or the wine. This speaks to the elite. Don't harm the oil or the wine. The elite class not being harmed by the economic catastrophe, but pretty much everybody else in the world being absolutely humiliated through what is coming. Do I think this is being set up right now? Oh, you better believe I do. When I look at all of the trillions and trillions of dollars that are just given out to people as people are becoming more and more dependent upon their government, and you look at society being changed, you look at Marxism uh, making its march to come into the world, and what do you find out in Marxism and the socialistic societies? Uh, what do you find out? Communism. What do you find out? You have the elite at the top, and you have everybody else is poor. And they want everybody to be equal, but it's equal amounts of poverty. That describes the rider on the black horse. And I believe we are being set up for that, and I'll show you that in just a couple more minutes. And then you finally have the fourth horseman, and that's the rider on the pale horse. With the rider on the pale horse, what do you have? Uh, power was given to him. Again, the restraining is taken away. Power was given to them, the death in Hades, over a fourth of the earth. What? to kill with the sword, right? So this speaking of violence, with hunger, ah, famine, 
Huh. Induced famine. Power was given to them. This is induced famine. Huh. With death, uh, by the way, with death there literally means with pestilence. It seems to he, like this is like a planned pestilence. Uh, the, the restrainer is taken out of the way. There's something restraining, and but power will be given to them. Again, death with sword, death with famine, death with pestilence or pestilences, actually, and the beasts of the earth. This is fascinating, folks. When you start looking at things, and, and, and as I look at where we are right now on the timeline, I'm going to show you some things that, that we just need to be aware of. So you ready? Let's go. I just have five points I want to bring up. If I don't get through all five of them tonight, I'll pick up from wherever I am next week uh, from where I leave off uh, tonight. I want to make sure I don't go too long, because if you know me, I could go on for hours. Anyways, number one is a, a manufactured fear. I want you to think of this. I believe that we are entering into, uh, or we've entered into this place of manufactured fear that has engulfed the whole world. Think of it this. In Luke chapter 21 in the Olivet Discourse, uh, you can find the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. In Luke 21, Jesus said also, along with the other signs, here's what else you got. Luke 21, beginning in verse 25. You can see it on your TV screens. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity. Okay, we see that happening right now. There's distress of nations, uh, leaders are perplexed, meaning they don't see a way out of the mess they've gotten themselves into. Huh. Distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, very interesting there. Uh, this speaks of climate issues that are happening, whether it be hurricanes or something like that, but the sea and waves roaring, some of my friends say no, that it's actually speaking of the sea of humanity roaring up against what governments are doing. Could be, but I think in the context, speaking of physical world, uh, the, the, the earth itself. And then look at this, verse 26, men's hearts will fail them from the fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Notice that again, verse 26. Men will have heart failure. What from? The fear and expectation of things that are coming on the planet. I want to point this out. Jesus didn't say that these are, uh, these are fears um, that are legitimate fears. He just stated, real simply, men will have heart failure because they're afraid uh, of what they're expecting to come on the planet. They have been told. He didn't say whether it's a legitimate fear or not. Listen, the fear of man brings a snare, but the fear of God brings wisdom. And so we've been manipulated by fear in the world uh, that we live in. Uh, I want you to think of this in the sense of a climate uh, change. We, we're constantly hearing this. Look at this. Remember the condo that collapsed in Miami just a couple of weeks ago? Horrible, horrible tragedy. As you can see, this article says, uh, the, it's from Environment News, a Miami condo collapse highlights urgent need to adapt to rising seas. Though climate change-related factors were probably not behind the partial collapse of the Florida beachside building, other properties are vulnerable to rising seas. And this is from a National Geographic. So you look at that and you're thinking, okay, so what they're doing, you've got this fear. Uh, it, listen, and people are afraid. They're afraid of 
climate change. I get people all the time that want to argue with me online about climate change. They send me emails, they send me this, they send me that. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, I'm looking at these, these things, and I know there is going to be genuine climate change that is going to come in the tribulation period, second half of the tribulation period. There's going to be serious global warming when it's so hot that men's skin is going to burn. But that is a judgment from God. Uh, so I look at this and think, okay, what's going on with uh, something like this? I look at fears. People are afraid. Jesus said people would be afraid about what's coming. Listen, fear makes people vulnerable to manipulation. Makes people vulnerable to manipulation. I want you to think about this. Um, if a, a person is afraid they're not going to eat, uh, then they, they are going to respond accordingly to thinking they're not going to be able to eat. A person is afraid they're going to lose their job. They're easy to manipulate. A person is fear, uh, afraid they're not going to be able to have money to pay the bills. Uh, you can convince somebody to get into sex trafficking uh, through certain other types of fears that, that a bad person would use to manipulate that person or to manipulate a child or what's happening now in schools or something like that. A boy is afraid he's going to lose his girlfriend. A girl is afraid she's going to lose her boyfriend. And that fear manipulates these uh, manipulates people to do things they wouldn't normally do. Well, people know that. People in charge knows that. Know that. Satan knows that. Listen, fear makes people vul vulnerable to manipulation. This is how it works. You convince the people of a problem, and then you sell them the solution. Did you get that? You convince them, oh, we've got this massive problem, and then you say, hey, but here's how we are going to fix the problem. I believe that's where we've been uh, for quite some time now on this planet. Uh, we have this massive problem. We're just told all of these numbers. Listen, when it comes to statistics, you can manipulate statistics to fit whatever narrative it is that you want to sell. Nevertheless, you convince people they've got a problem. And listen, I'm going to sell you this. I've got this thing over here to sell you. Listen, I, I heard the story about someone who was uh, selling fire extinguishers and he went to somebody's house behind the, uh, he went to somebody's house and he was able to go into their backyard. He's able to start a little grass fire in the back, just a small one that wasn't going to get out of control. But what's he do? He goes up to the front door a little while later, lets it die down, and he's in the neighborhood selling fire extinguishers. Guess what? It was real easy to sell that fire extinguisher to that person, even if they were a little bit suspicious. But if they weren't suspicious, listen, that's their own fault for not being suspicious about something like that. There ought to be a lot that we are suspicious about right now. But most people don't seem to be suspicious at all. Think, what in the world is going on? You convince somebody there's a problem, you start a problem, and then you sell them the solution. I believe <laughs> that's a lot of what we have been seeing. I want, I want you to think of these verses before we continue. Jeremiah chapter 1, beginning to verse 17. God says to Jeremiah, Therefore, prepare yourself and arise. And speak to them all that I command you. Do not be dismayed before their faces, lest I dismay you before them. For behold, I have made you this day a fortified city and an iron pillar and bronze walls around the whole land against the kings of Judah, against the princes, against the priests, against the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you, says the Lord to deliver you. 
literally what God says. Jeremiah, this is what I want you to do. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 17, get up and get ready for action. I have a message for you to give to the people. And then he says this, don't be afraid of them or I will make you look foolish when you go before them. Jeremiah, be strong in me. Jeremiah, be strong in the Lord. Don't be afraid about what they're doing. Uh, listen, the fear of man, I already mentioned it, brings a snare. Fear God. Keep his commandments. God tells Jeremiah, don't be afraid of them. You're going to stand strong. I will keep you. They will not prevail against you. If you don't stand strong, if you become afraid of them, then you're going to look like a fool. But if you just submit to me, I'll take care of it. You will prevail. I am with you, says the Lord. Nobody, none of these enemies are going to prevail against you. Listen, press forward in the Lord in his strength. Um, so I look at this, number one, I believe there's a manufactured fear going on. By the way, I want to say this. With most of these five points, that there is some truth to them. Um, th there is some legitimate truth to some of the things that are taking place on, on this planet. When it comes to climate change, for example, listen, I live in Southern California. I live in the desert. Every single summer, it gets hot. Every single summer, there's a drought. That's just a fact. I've lived here almost 62 years. It's always been this way. In fact, for my property, I've always bought drought-tolerant trees. Why is that? Because I live in drought area. So I get it. So it's real easy. So there's truth. Yeah, there is a drought problem. Uh, but I look at this, I go, okay, well, this is interesting. It's really easy to take that little bit of truth and go, see, there, it really does get hot. Yeah, it gets hot out here every year. And, and, but use that little bit of truth and expand, and then you start manipulating statistics to say, see, we're all going to die, which takes us to the second thing. So number one, it was manufactured fear. Number two, it is a manufactured famine. Um, I believe it's just a very short time before we're going to see uh, more and more empty shelves at grocery stores. I'll get into that in just a minute. But I want to go back to Revelation chapter 6, the rider on the black horse. What is it? God gives them authority. God, the restraining force is gone. What happens? There's this famine, this economic disaster that takes place. However, as I pointed out, the people at the top are doing just great. In fact, they're rosy. They're sitting in their mansions. But everybody else is equally poor. It is equality, equally poor, equally devastated, a day's wage just for a loaf of bread. And it appears that it is intentional. The way I interpret Revelation chapter 6 is manipulated by men and it intentionally brings upon the planet great destruction, great death. I hear of people like Bill Gates and others that have had this uh, planned population, depopulation of the planet. I'm not going to get into other things because I don't want to get censored right now. But I look at things and I go, wow, the, the rhetoric that we are hearing in the mainstream media fits incredibly well with the first four horsemen of the apocalypse. Nevertheless, regarding the manufactured uh, famine, I want you to think of this. Lake Oroville expected to fall so low that a hydropower plant will shut down for the first time ever. Okay, I want to stop here for just a second as you look at that article. Lake Oroville, okay. Lake Oroville, I remember several years ago, they were saying there's a drought, we're all gonna die. Again, this is in California, so I remember it well. We're all going to die. Everybody's going to die and so forth, all right? 
And then we got these two incredible years of more rain than I ever remember. Um, I didn't go back and look at the stats, but I never remember having that much rain before. I live very close to a very large reservoir. Uh, it was the fullest I've ever seen it. Um, Lake Oroville was so full, if you think back, Lake Oroville was so full that just a couple of years ago, year, I think it might have been last year, if not the year before, they said there's so much water, the dam is about ready to break, people are going to lose their lives be, below because dam's going to break, and there's enough water in all of these reservoirs in California for five years if we even go to a drought. All of a sudden, here we are a year and a half later, maybe only a year, uh, two, two years later, and we're hearing um, we're out of water, we're all going to die. What on, in the world is going on? And then you read this, potentially the worst drought in 1,200 years, scientists on the scorching U.S. heat wave. Listen, every single year of my life, there have been massive heat waves in the place that I live, every year. It's gonna, right now, I bet today, right now it's over 100 degrees. If it's not, it's in the high 90s. And you wanna know it? We're gonna have a whole lot of days uh, throughout the summer that are gonna be over 100 degrees, 105, 110, 115. If I live just a little further east from here, it's gonna be 115, 120, 125 out in Palm Springs. So I look at this and I go, what in the world's going on? Listen, this is an article of fear. Again, potentially the worst drought in 1,200 years. Scientists on the scorching U.S. heat wave. So you point out, you go, wow, we really all are going to die. It really is the worst ever. It's the worst ever every year. That's what people say. I've never experienced this before. It's really easy to take people's fears and start to manipulate them. But then you read articles like this. California State Water Board is manufacturing a drought by draining reservoirs into the ocean. Listen, people say that's fake news. I don't think so. Why is it that these reservoirs in California were so full, so full a year and a half ago, even just as, by the way, six months ago, eight months ago, they were, the, the reservoir I live by, it was full. I was up there eight months ago. It was full. But I'm hearing this over and over. I've, been, I've received all kinds of emails from people that have said, hey, you know what? Um, I happen to be employed in the water this, in, in the, in the water world in California, and I can assure you they are letting water out of these dams. Why, why is it? What is really going on here? Is this really true? Global State Water Board is manufacturing a drought by draining reservoirs into the ocean. Is it possible? Listen, Revelation chapter 6, when you look at the, the famine that is produced and the disaster that's produced and, and, the, and these different types of uh, problems that come in the early part of the tribulation period, um, economic catastrophe, listen, I've got to wonder if it really is induced by men right now, because I do believe it's going to be at that time. And when you come through the four horsemen of the apocalypse, it is going to be really bad. Again, I want to say this. Is there a measure of truth to the drought? Is there a measure of truth to the heat? Absolutely. As I mentioned, every year or whenever I plant trees, I always buy uh, drought-tolerant trees, drought-tolerant plants, because that's how it is out here. So there's a measure of truth to it enough for the fears of people to be able to be manipulated. Um, there's always, listen, there's always pestilence. So you take a pestilence, oh, we're all going to die. Uh, you take a, a drought. You take, you, you take all these different, oh, the earthquakes. You can take, oh, we're, it's, it's, and it's, oh, we're going to fix it. We've got to go into this global community. Speaking of going into a global community, how do we solve this problem? Well, 
This is the World Economic Forum. You know the brainchild of Klaus Schwab. There it is. They have their global water initiative to solve all of these problems uh, that the real world has. Listen, water is a real problem. I think we would all admit that. But you can manipulate the people, you can manipulate the fears, and I believe that's what's happening. So World Economic Forum, they have their global water initiative. Uh, I want you to look at this article. This is really interesting. 81 major corporations, including Google, Facebook, Coca-Cola, General Motors, signed with White House pledge to back global climate change deal. That was 81 major corporations. That number has exploded off the charts from when this article was written. You want to know when this article was written? Look at the date on the bottom of your screen. You can see it there, October 20th, 2015, almost six years ago. It's, uh, we're going to change. We're, we're going to change the world. All these corporations, listen, they're all going this direction. Everything is going this direction. Um, the economies of the world, the politics of the world, religions of the world are going this way. Listen to what the Pope has to say. Listen, I'm a pastor of a church. I used to get mailers. I haven't had any in a while, probably because people have seen my videos. But I used to get mailers from the government wanting me to promote some government agency, wanting me to promote the environment and the green plan. This is before AOC and the Green New Deal and all these other things going on. So this is real. This is the direction that everything is going. It was Henry Kissinger who said something like this many years ago. He said, you control the food, you control the energy, you control the money, the resort, the result, excuse me, you control the people, you control the world. There it is again. Control the food. I believe that's what's happening. Control the energy. You better believe that's happening. Control the money. This, in fact, control the money. This is why there's such a problem with Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, because they are decentralized. Governments don't have control over it. Ah, it's a little bit of a problem. Neither do banks. They don't like it. It's a problem. Control the food. Control the energy. Control the money, hence the mark of the beast, Revelation chapter 13. Listen, there it is again. Control the food, control the energy. We have gas, we have electric problems. Uh, we have um, oil, you know, we have natural gas, gasoline, electric problems. Uh, unbelievable, isn't it? Control the food, the energy, the money. You control the people, you control the world. That is a simple fact. Think of this, the Great Reset, Klaus Schwab. What did he say? This is straight from him. The pandemic, looking back to coronavirus, actually, we can still look to it. We don't even have to look back. The pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. That's in their own words. That I took right off of the Great Reset um, website. Look at it again. The pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. And again, uh, in this past week, we hear about all these different kinds of, of viruses that are suddenly out there now. What in the world is really going on with all of this? I haven't seen people die all over the place. They're not dying everywhere. I go down the street. Neither of you. But our fears, we've been manipulated, Jesus said. There'll be that time when men will have heart attacks. They'll be so afraid from the fears and expectation of what's coming. Just being afraid. Again, the fear of man brings a snare. And then this is also from the great uh, the World Economic Forum website. Again, go to the, the World Economic Forum website yourself. 
Now is the time for a great reset. We must strike now. And this includes water laws. It includes um, virus stuff. It includes all different types of things. Poverty. Now is the time for great reset. Now, to those people out there that say, I'm making it up, there never really is a plan for a great reset or something like that, you go to the website. I already showed you that. I have this book. It's a real book. There it is. Klaus Schwab, COVID-19, The Great Reset. You can see it there. I got this book because people said it wasn't true and I was making things up. No, I didn't write that book. Klaus Schwab wrote that book. It is real. They do have a plan. Maybe next week I'll get into the plan. I don't know what I'm going to do next Sunday night yet, but let's see. Number three, three out of five. What do we have? We have a fake social justice. Fake social justice. Um, we talked about this. How does social justice work? It, 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 it appears, yeah, we really love and we really care about everybody. It comes this it comes in that package. We just got to do this for the good of all humanity. Everybody's got to get along. So we have race wars. I'm sure you've seen that. Can't miss that. There's race wars. We all just got to listen. It's not, it's not doing what Martin Luther King said about judging each other uh, by, by the content of our character. Uh, uh, instead, we're judging each other. We're told to judge each other by the color of our skin. Exactly the opposite of what Martin Luther King said. So shouldn't we be judging each other by our character, not by the color of our skin? But they're saying, oh, if you judge by the color of your skin, suddenly this is the right way to go. Let's do a big group hug worldwide. Very interesting, isn't it? Right is wrong. Wrong is right, just as Isaiah said it would be. I want you to think of this, because to me, this is just bizarre. <laughs> this is, uh, uh, this, is this part of the thing we really care about humanity? Therefore, look at this article. Biden administration announces door-to-door -door outreach. What for? Teams to get Americans the voop. I can't say that word. The voop. You know what that is. President Joe Biden and other White House officials on Tuesday said the government will start targeting, uh, start targeted community door-to-door -door outreach in an effort to boost the voop. That's right. Because millions of Americans are unvooped. And due to the so-called Delta COVID-19 variant that's spreading, Biden said that his administration will attempt to ramp up uh, vaccination efforts. Do it now, he said in his White House briefing. Do it now. You got to do it now. Is this really about caring for uh, society? Uh, caring for each other? Social justice? Is that what it's about? Or is there something else going on here? Listen, I, I, I want you to think of this. Um, when, when we look at what's going on with all of these different things now, we, we, are, we have two different groups of people. Uh, well, there's all kinds of different groups. We keep getting divided by race and so many other things. But we have groups of people, those who are complying and those who are not uh, just willingly surrendering to whatever the government is telling us to do, the World Economic Forum, and then here in the United States of America. If you don't comply, it's a problem. You're not going to be able to travel. You're not going to be able to go here. You're not going to be able to do that. Uh, you're going to be affected at sporting events. Um, there's going to be a world separation from society of what you're going to be able to do and not going to be able to do uh, regarding the VOOP. Um, so, yeah, uh, very interesting, isn't it? I believe we are being conditioned. We're being conditioned right now for the mark of the beast. Let me ask you this. Do you think it's odd 
that global identification is being touted as the way for us to be able to participate in everyday life. Uh, I, listen, if the Bible didn't tell me this is something to look for, I, I guarantee you I would still think this is pretty odd. Well, yeah, let's just all get along. But the Bible told us this is what it's going to be like. Revelation chapter 13. So you better be aware. Uh, but then this extends a little bit further. Joe Biden said a couple weeks ago, urges Americans to turn in their neighbors. Wow, why? Because your neighbors, you may have radicalized uh, neighbors. Listen to this. Um, we will work to improve public awareness of federal resources to address concerning, threatening, concerning or threatening behavior before, vi before violence occurs. This involves creating context in which those who are family members or friends or coworkers know that there are pathways and avenues to raise concerns and seek help for those who they have perceived to be radicalizing and potentially radicalizing towards violence. So in other words, um, if you think, if you have a family member that might, you know, they're kind of leaning towards Jesus, that's a problem. You got to turn them in. Did you know that right now in Canada, if you're up in Canada, you know this, but right now up in Canada, they are, there's a law proposed, I don't know if it was passed, so it's a hate crime bill for projecting that somebody is going to commit a hate crime. In other words, they haven't committed it yet, but they're going to. That's the 1984 stuff that George Orwell warned about. This is what, what uh, Biden is saying, turning your neighbors because they might do, because you think somebody might do something violent. Folks, this should disturb you. You could be arrested if this, as this goes on. You could be arrested because somebody else thinks you might do something wrong. Wow. Wow. And then there's this. Are your friends becoming extremists? Facebook asks users as it tests bizarre new feature to combat harmful content. There you can see a picture of it uh, up, on the, up on the screen. So I look at that and I'm thinking, wow, folks, we live in interesting, very, very, very interesting times, uh, don't we? Indeed we do. So all under the guise, listen, of social Justice. It's all under the guise of social justice. I'm going to show you one more for social justice, then, then I want to move on. But uh, this is from uh, this, just this past week, uh, July 6th, critical race theory critic Rufo, Raytheon paid into woke mafia's protection racket. James Cadiz and I, we talked about it on Friday, then he did a video on Wednesday also. But uh, basically, this uh, is a Rufo, uh, was in a conversation with Tucker Carlson, who's now being branded as a conspiracy theorist, crazy person. Uh, welcome to the rest of us, Tucker Carlson. Uh, but Raytheon states that white straight Christian men are the top of the oppression hierarchy. Those white men, Raytheon said, must step aside for minorities, though they have individually done nothing wrong. Uh, uh, Raytheon was polluting its employees with critical race theory, telling, including, uh, telling employees that they must view each other based on race. Wow, it's really astonishing because this is one of the largest corporations in the world that manufactures key defense arg uh, armaments. It's absolutely hypocritical. Uh, it, is, it, it 
when you look at this whole thing, they're going back and forth. Uh, absurdly apparent, and as Rufo had put it, that there is a meme that has become reality. It's gone from a meme. Uh, Tucker Carlson said there was a joke last year that Raytheon would put a rainbow, a rainbow flag on a drone strike, and now that meme, uh, that joke has become reality. Uh, so Raytheon is this defense contractor, the second largest defense contractor in the world. They build weapons to wipe out entire villages. That's what they do. And villages, where it doesn't matter what color the people are, and now they're telling their employees that, oh, oh it also says in here, uh, oh, get this, um, I, I, gotta, I gotta find this part in here. It tells employees uh, to judge each other on the basis of race, asking employees actually to identify one another on the basis of race during conversations, and it even provides specific rules for white employees how to speak to black employees. So you look at this, this is the defense contractor, second largest in the world. You look at this and you go, what in the world's going on? They devise weapons to wipe out villages, doesn't matter what race anybody is, and now they're telling their employees this kind of stuff, and you're thinking this is just absolute insanity what is taking place, all under the guise of social justice. We all just want to do group hug. Uh, we're all going to get along. Um, we really care about each other. These things are just, uh, it's just a bunch of hogwash. These things are just lies. Uh, listen, listen, we're entering into that place when families and neighbors are told to turn against one another. Jesus said that would happen. He said it would happen. But we are told to do, we're, we're, we're told to do that. From corporations to the President of the United States to right on down the list, just in small companies, within neighborhoods, even churches getting involved in this kind of stuff. Unbelievable what's happened. But Jesus said it would happen like this. Matthew chapter 10. Now brother will deliver a brother to death and a father his child. And children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. Families turning against one another, and we are being told this is what you need to do. Again, so when I look at the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and I'm thinking you start following the pattern. By the way, the sword of the pale horse, the fourth horseman of the apocalypse, the pale horse, it's a small sword. It's a dagger. It's a one-on-one -on -one combat. It's people killing each other. Not the great big massive war of the red horse, but the small one where people are killing one another. If we, look at, if we look at what's going on right now, when God has taken away the restrainer, this is what's going to happen. But the world is being prepared for it, for the economy, prepared for it through famine, prepared for it through all the lies that we are being told, um, prepared for it with war. Uh, you, you start looking, and by the way, speaking of massive war, Raytheon is part of the, uh, the uh, military-industrial complex. These people want war. They make money uh, when war comes. You start looking at all of these things, and you go, well, this is rather suspicious that all of these things are happening. And, but there's a restrainer holding back from fully uh, going into this uh, the full speed ahead. By the way, I will call the social justice uh, religion that's out there right now. I called it in my book I wrote way back in 2015, the one that I'm not allowed to sell anymore. I called it the gospel according to Judas. Why is that? Because it was when Jesus was anointed with the costly perfume um, on the, the uh, just before he was, shortly before he was crucified, he's anointed 
with the costly perfume. Judas was there. The other disciples were there. And the Bible teaches that his disciples said, what a waste. Um, the money could have been used instead of anointing Jesus as an act of worship, instead of doing that, this perfume could have been sold and used to help the poor. Uh, one of the Gospels actually says, well, Judas was the one who proclaimed that. And then Jesus, Jesus said, you're always going to have the poor with you. In other words, you're not always going to have me with you. She did this as a memorial. To, it's, going to be a more, it's going to always be told about her what she has just done. It was an act of worship. It was Jesus first. And then you go out and do the social. You do the good works if you know Christ first. But the social gospel is saying, forget about putting Jesus first. That's what social gospel is doing. It's saying, forget about putting Jesus first. Listen, you take everything, ah, just like it happened there in the gospel of John, the costly perfume, and you give it to the poor. That is the religion of the last days. You eliminate Jesus from the equation. But, you, but what they're doing is they are uh, just dividing people through all of this fake social justice gospel. Listen, I want to quote this. This is from the Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 3. Listen, when you look at all of this wokeness and madness that's going on out there, think of this. Galatians chapter 3, verse 28, the Bible says, There's neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Amen. It is the enemy who, enemy, excuse me, who has come to kill and steal and destroy. Uh, let's move on. You know what I want to do next time? Next week I want to talk about the ESGs, by the way. Uh, environmental, social, and governmental policies that are manipulating everything that's in this world. Uh, next week, ESGs, along with some of the other subjects I'm going to talk about. Uh, number four for tonight is a fake God. Uh, they're lifting up this, the world as, um, as being the real God. It is fake. Listen, this is what must take place. The world must eliminate Jesus. Look at this sign. You see that? I've showed you this before. If Jesus returns, kill him again. UndoJesus.org. That is what the world wants to do. Jesus is in the way of their plans. They want to bring about this worldwide government. They don't want Jesus ruining their plans. Um, so they've got their own God they're going to lift up. Not the real God. They have the fake God they're going to lift up. Listen, we hear a lot about socialism. We hear about communism. We hear about Marxism. Um, look at this sign. I'm going to show you this sign. Mice die in mouse traps because they do not understand why the cheese is free. There you go. I've said that for years. Free cheese is available in mouse traps. And then look at that. The same thing happens with socialism, communism, Marxism, but they want to be your God. You're going to have the elite at the top. They're going to become your God, the God of this world. People are going to worship him. They're going to eliminate Jesus, and they are going to prop up their fake God. They themselves are going to make themselves God, and eventually they're going to anoint the one, the Antichrist, that is going to sit at the top of the whole thing. But they are preparing everything for it right now. Uh, this is in a website called The Sociable. Let me just read a couple of things to you here. Uh, we're almost done. Prepping for a cyber pandemic, cyber polygon 2021 to stage supply chain attack simulation. Think of this, a World Economic Forum. There's a quote. Listen, you can go there and check out this stuff. They put it out there. They say, this is what we're going to do. 
Uh, a cyber attack with COVID-like characteristics would spread, spread faster and farther than any biological virus. So they've done this, this fake cyber attack to see how it would go. But have you noticed real cyber attacks lately? Interesting, isn't it? Again, this from Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum. It is important to use the COVID-19 crisis as a timely opportunity to reflect on the lessons of cybersecurity community to draw and improve our unpreparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. And then there's more by Klaus Schwab. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. Kind of interesting, isn't it? All this warning, there's going to be a cyber attack, then we're going to have problems. That's why we need to reshape the world. And we need to have big government so we can watch over you and make everybody equal at the bottom. But we'll take care of you. Come to daddy, right? And then there's this. you got to love this. This is Tony Blair. Remember Tony Blair? This is a quote from him. Same website it comes from. This is a quote. Digital ID is for me. The Digital ID, excuse me, for me is a very big part of the future. <laughs> wow, I'm telling you, world, we are so set up for this. Wow. Inevitably, governments are going to move in this direction. Absolutely, inevitably, he added. Okay, doesn't stop there. And then this is also from The Sociable. A timeline of the Great Reset Agenda from Foundation to Event 201 and the Pandemic of 2020. Remember Event 201? Back in the fall of 2019, uh, they put together the scenario, well, what if there was a coronavirus? How would it all work out? What would happen and how would it affect everything? And then bada boom, bada bing, all of a sudden, it just so happened. Interesting, isn't it? Again, with this, they, <laughs> Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, man, he's like everywhere. The pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world to create a healthier, more equitable, and more prosperous future. Wow. And here's another quote. This isn't by Klaus Schwab, though. Wow, this is quite a surprise. This is from a simulation. Wow. A simulation that took place back in 2018. Hey. In the end, the outcome was tragic. The most catastrophic pandemic in history with hundreds of millions of deaths economic collapse, and societal upheaval. Oh, but wait, this is from Event 201 that I already mentioned from the fall of 2019. Quote, the next severe pandemic will not only cause great illness and loss of life, but could also trigger major cascading economic and societal consequences that could contribute greatly to global impact and suffering. Okay, now, you ready for this? We're almost done here. Since then, just about every scenario covered in the uh, Clade X and Event 201 simulations has come into play, including, you ready for this? Governments implementing lockdowns worldwide. They said, what if then we'll need to have lockdowns worldwide? They did it. The collapse of many industries. Hmm. Growing mistrust between governments and citizens. Hmm. A greater adoption of biometric surveillance technologies. Hmm. Social media censorship in the name of combating misinformation. Wow, it really is happening, just like they said. The desire to flood communication channels with authoritative sources. A global lack of personal protective equipment. Oh, the breakdown of international supply chains. Whoa, 
I'm so surprised. Mass unemployment, rioting in the streets, and a whole lot more. I mean, you, you, it's like you can't make this stuff up. Move on, because I want to show you this. We're almost done here. G7 nations reach historic global tax deal to make tech giants pay fair share. So now, what's this about? You can go to Zero Hedge, check out the article. I'm not going to go into the details. 15% global tax on corporations. This is so we can all get along. We're going to create this massive global government. I, I got to deal with this next week because it's there's details in there you need to know about. I thought I'd have time tonight. I do not have time to get into it. But uh, this massive global government where the United States will be subject to, it already is. I'll show you that next week. And then there is this. In case you're not going along with the global system that's coming, Biden mocks gun owners and says... They don't have F-15s or nukes. In other words, uh, we're going to take over because we'll just nuke you. You look at that and you go, wow, wow, wow. Isn't this an interesting world? Listen, let's move on. Very last thing, what would there be? Mass confusion. We have mass confusion. Uh, uh, listen, I want to say this before I do wrap up here. Is I look at all of the news that's going on, the projected drought projections that uh, farmlands are being, listen, farmlands aren't being delivered the water they used to be delivered under the, uh, under the understanding that there's just not enough water out there. Um, there hasn't been enough rain. Listen, in some of these areas, it is legitimate. I, I believe it. I know the aquifer in California has suffered for years. I totally get that. But I also look at both sides and realize, okay, there's some manipulation of things that are coming uh, that that are here in order to bring about these things and I, and I look at this and I think okay this is what I want to encourage you to do because I read the news I pay attention to what's being said all over I hear the narrative I would encourage you listen it wouldn't be a bad idea next time you go to the grocery store instead of buying one item you buy two of those items something that will last for a while I'm just saying not idea a bad idea to do that with water also um, I've never been a prepper before, but I can tell you from everything I'm reading, remember what happened with toilet paper about a year, year and a half ago? Oh yeah, people are still toilet paper freaks. That's right. So I'm saying uh, it would be wise. Joseph was given understanding that there was going to be a famine all the way back in the book of Genesis. So what does he do? He says to Pharaoh, hey, we've got to store up seven years worth of food for a famine that's coming. And so what did he do? He stored up seven years worth of food. And what happened? The nation of Israel was saved in Egypt because of it. Listen, God gives us wisdom. You can see what's going on, get some understanding and think, maybe I buy, better buy an extra can of beans or two or three or four. Okay, back to the very last thing, mass confusion. Number six, mass confusion. What is going on with that one? Gabe, can you show that one up on the screen again? There you go. Number six, uh, mass confusion. So listen, Satan is, is the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion. Satan is the author of confusion. And there's deception going on everywhere. But again, uh, this deception and delusion and confusion wouldn't be going on if God didn't allow it. So God's allowing this to go on. This confusion and deception and delusion is only going to get worse. But let's just narrow it down, make it real simple, just with the President of the United States. 36% believe that Biden is in charge. Majority say others are directing his agenda. There is no way that somebody can convince me that Biden knows 
uh, what he is doing. I, I look at the things that he talks about, they don't make any sense to me at all. And you look at him in these, these meetings, you're going, what are, he's with world leaders, he doesn't make, he's not making any sense. But he's being propped up there, and it's a terrible thing to see. And it's, an, it's actually an embarrassment, to be honest with you. In fact, I have a lot more worse things to say than that. But it's, it's, absolutely, it's an evil thing that's happening. It's a wicked, evil thing that is happening. And he has handlers. And if you can't admit it, then you're not looking with clear glasses. Listen, there's issues there. You look, you go, what in the world's really going on? There's all kinds of delusions and de deception and confusion that's taking place. It's like, look at the right hand when the left hand is doing this, magic tricks going on, all kinds of stuff like that's going on. But we live in a world where the people are confused, especially in America, it appears, especially in America. Much of the rest of the world, they look at us and they go, you guys are nuts. You should see the emails I get. You guys are nuts. The North America, the United States and Canada, they say, you guys are nuts, you've lost your minds. And I think people are right. But then there's all kinds of confusion. Listen, people are messed up. The United States has a $13 billion aircraft carrier and the toilet doesn't work. The toilet doesn't work. <laughs> it clogs frequently, all the time, and the only way to unclog it is with an acid that costs $400,000. You want to know what else? There's a U.S. Navy carrier. Uh, I'm not sure which, which uh, U.S. Navy ship, the Gerald Ford. It doesn't have urinals. Why? Well, I guess because you don't need them anymore because nobody knows if they're a boy or a girl. At least that's what they're told. Listen, these men go in, they're men, but they're being humiliated when they get into the military. Russia and China looks at what's happening in our military. What the leaders of the United States of America are doing to our young men and young women is a disgrace. They're just demasculating men. It's a terrible thing. And then we have the whole transgender cause that's taking place. Listen, Miss Nevada was, was a man. One Miss Nevada, USA. Dude, there's something wrong. We live in this place of mass confusion. Uh, Biden ain't in charge, I'll tell you that much. You want to know who is in charge? I'll tell you right now. It is Satan. He's the God of this world. He's the prince of this air. God, is, our Father, is letting him do these things. And it's just a matter of time before the restrainer is taken out of the way. And all of these things have their fulfillment. Listen, I don't believe that these things will have their ultimate fulfillment until the rapture takes place. I don't think they can. I think that people are standing up for righteousness and believe in the Bible and are pushing back. They stand in the way of all of these things coming to pass. But once that rapture takes place, man, all of the stuff is going to come into, come into play. For you and I, while we are here, remember these words. Book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 23, God said this, I will send my fear before you. I will cause confusion among all the people to whom you come. Listen, they're already confused. What a mess. I, God says, I will send my fear before you. I will cause confusion among all the people to whom you come and will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. Listen, folks, God is with you. If you're a believer, if you're a follower in the Lord Jesus Christ, you can be strong in the Lord. He's gonna, he, he will take care of you. He will give you victory. As he even told Jeremiah, he said, 
Don't be afraid of them. You, you walk in the fear of the Lord, and God says, you will prevail. The enemy will not prevail against you. God says, I am with you. I will deliver you. Be strong in the Lord. We are almost home. And then remember these words of Jesus, Luke chapter 21, verse 28. After he said there will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and men's hearts will fail them from the fear and expectation of things coming on the planet, Jesus then said this, Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. Thank you, everybody, for watching tonight. I appreciate that. Hey, do me a favor. Make sure that you like the video and you share it. It's huge uh, because myself, James Cadiz, my other friends, Olivier Melnick, uh, Don Stewart, and right on down the list, it's, it's a huge encouragement for us when we see things that are moving forward. But also we have the truth. This message is true, and people need to, uh, need to hear this. And uh, Jesus is coming. So look up, lift up your head, be encouraged, be ready for the coming of the Lord, the time when he calls us home. God bless y'all. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.